Hi friends, how was your day? Mine was not really that great. No one's fault, just a natural consequence of living in a fallen world. But it was a long one. As I sat at the dinner table, my dad, who now lives with my family, asked me a question. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? I don't know, I said. A clean house? I guess my vision was too small because my sons piped in that what I would really want is a robot who could clean my whole house for me and take me to the moon. But tonight, as I was contemplating our passages for this devotional, I was faced again with that same question. What is it that you would want if you could have anything? And it struck me that we probably all have visions way too small, even the robot that will fly me to the moon after cleaning my house. See, now the Israelites had it. They had the living God in their midst. As they traveled in the desert, they saw his physical presence in the cloud, and yet they thought it wasn't enough. All too often, the chosen people of God turned away from him, and they violated the very first commandment. I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I say that in King James Version, because that's how I was taught as a child, and that's how it sticks in my mind. But the very first thing seems to be the hardest thing for them to do. Constantly pulled aside by idols of other nations and those which they left behind. In Psalm, 91, or in Psalm 81, 9 through 10, it repeats this command, reminding Israel that all she needs to do is turn to God and he will rescue her. It says, I removed the burden from their shoulders. Their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. That phrase, in your distress, you called and I rescued you, reminded me a song called Came to My Rescue. So I listened to it and it brought me to tears because when I call to the living God, he answers and he comes to my rescue. He gives me peace and hope, not because he changes my circumstance, but because he brings me in my spirit to where he is. If only Israel could have just seen that. His presence is so comforting and uplifting and worth everything I could ever ask for or imagine. The song says, giving all I am to seek your face. And when we do this, we are rescued into the presence of our savior, of our creator. See, God is not threatening Israel. He's not requiring their servitude. He's not trying to be the boss for his own pleasure. He is begging them to come into his presence because it is the only place to find true rest and peace. So as I come into his presence after my crummy day, my spirit is lifted into the space that I so longed for all day long rest. And why didn't I seek it sooner? I'm not really sure, but that's probably why it's written over and over in scripture as a reminder to love God's word and keep his commands. Because even though yesterday I studied God's word and was enraptured by his love and compassion, today I thought I had to face my troubles on my own. Psalm 119, 97 through 98 says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me. So praise God that I have built into my weekly rhythms something that makes me take time to spend in his word. Accountability is a beautiful thing, and I hope you have people and Bible studies in your life that point you back to his word. Because earlier, I thought that all I needed to make me happy was a clean house. But after spending time in God's word and in his presence, my vision got much, much bigger. If I could have anything in the world, it would be Jesus. And how lucky am I that I have him now and forever. Let's pray. Father, we call to you to rescue us in our distress, whatever that may be. And I ask that you would continually draw us back into your presence where we can find rest. Amen.